What's good? This is Savvy, a.k.a. Savvy Raw. You're listening to Savvy Sessions, where spirituality meets reality, here on Hot Words, Hot Topics. Kick back, listen and learn, join the chat, 563-999-3742. Press 1 to comment or show some love. Everybody to Savvy Sessions, where spirituality meets reality here on Hot Words, Hot Topic, here on Blog Talk Radio. Thank you for joining me. We are having a very calm discussion today because that's what I've been feeling like. The topic is Vang Shui, your spirit and your space. This is something I've been cultivating intentionally for the last month. 
Like I, I really feel like it's important for everybody to have their own space and make that space personal to you. However you may want to decorate it, whatever your situation is, there's always a way to make something your own. I'm a firm believer that home essentially begins within yourself and feeling comfortable within yourself. And once you're able to do that, wherever you are, you can create a space for yourself when you have a space within. So this topic comes in timing, perfect timing, because it's spring. And springtime, usually we're cleaning up, we're rearranging, we're making room for new things. You know, elementally, we're coming out of winter where things are cold and desolate, and now we're springing and blooming. And so we move things around to create space for new things. I have a guest with me today, D-Ray, the healing coach. She is joining me to talk about this today because I respect her work and she always has dope backgrounds. She does a lot of healing work and spiritual work and helping people cultivate relationships with themselves. And I wanted to bring her on today to talk with me about this. And listen, if you're listening in, the number is 563-999-3742. Just to talk, or if you have comments about anything we're discussing, please feel free to join the chat. But I want to introduce D-Ray to the show. Hey, hey, hey. I don't know if I'm heard, but hey, you can hear me. Yes, you are. How you feeling today? Hey, I'm doing good. I'm doing good, Savvy. Grateful to be on having this this wonderful conversation with you. I'm excited about it, and I'm feeling good. How are you? I'm good. Like I said before, um, before we even got on today, like all day, like I've been in my head about this. I'm like, listen, before we get on here, I need to make sure my space and my stage is set. So I got all my elements around me. You know, when I was doing promo for the show, I, I showed this thing that I created. Um, it was, I called it a little getaway, right? So I went to um, the dollar store because, you know, the dollar store has all cheap kind of decoration things to get your space together, right? Mm-hmm. And so I grabbed just some things that reminded me of the ocean and I created this little vase and I put it in my space. I've had it there for about a month. So intentionally, I've been like creating space for things intentionally. So um, I feel good. I feel good because I, I feel like I'm, I'm in alignment with what I set my intentions for. And I've been going through a whole bunch of emotion, emotional processes using these elements that I'm using. Um, but I wanted you to come on and share you know, just some things that you know about creating space for yourself and how important it is, um, no matter where you are. Definitely, definitely, definitely. So one of the most important things that we have to understand is that we, as as spiritual beings having a human experience, are a temple within ourselves. Okay? We are a temple, a sacred space within our being, within our bodies. Like, if any of y'all grew up in the church, y'all remember, you know, hearing those words, the body is the temple, the body is the temple. And so we first have to understand before even jumping into feng shui, which, which really just means wind and water, before we jump into that, it's important to understand the feng shui of you. 
right, the element mm-hmm. that makes up you as a being. Because in all reality, our body is a sacred space. Our body is the temple. Our body is a home for our spirit and our soul to reside as we are having this experience. So um, for me, before jumping into doing things around your house, it's important to get internal and to get intuitive and to tap in with you to determine what it is that you are actually needing. So I love what you did going to the dollar store and collecting those things that remind you of the ocean because that says that you are in a space and time right now where you're getting reconnected to your emotions, you're understanding the ebb and flow of your being, you're understanding that, you know, having these different feelings is not a bad thing. It's actually something that can serve you. So I think one of the first things in understanding feng shui is understanding that you as a, as a being within your body, you know, have to start, have to start, you know, cultivating your personal feng shui. And then that is what will be reflected in your space. Mm-hmm. Like one so, thing, like, so I've like, ever since I was a kid, right? Like I've always had this thing. I had to think back. Cause you know, we, we talk, you, you and I, we've had discussions before and we talk a lot about inner child healing and inner child stuff. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. how this, this topic is so interesting to me because I've thought back to when I was a kid, I could say like maybe as young as like eight, nine, like I'm always rearranging stuff in my room. Right. And it used my mom used to be like, Man, like, what's up with you? Because it's like, you know, every Saturday is like cleaning day. And mm-hmm. I'm like, you know, I'm tired of my room looking like I want my bed on the left or I want my toys over here. And I was like, You always change this mm-hmm. room around, you always change this room around and so as I'm getting older, like I start looking up information and I'm seeing how things are saying when you move, when you're cluttered in your mind and when you're feeling stagnant, start moving things around the house. And so yeah. I thought, and so I'm like, damn, like I've known this like my whole life, like since I was a little girl, like just with that habit that I've had. But not only that, when we when you're talking about looking at your at yourself as a sacred space, I feel like intuitively, like as a child, I always always had these boundaries with people that I didn't know how to express, and that 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 it reflected in me always wanting to be in my own space. Like, mm-hmm. and so it would be like when I always had a hard time, like I'm trying to tie this into like, you know, having your own space, but then also your home. Cause it's like, I mm-hmm. never really liked having a lot of people in my face. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what mm-hmm. I mean? But it's like without learning on the opposite end, without learning emotional boundaries, like, and being empathic, it made it difficult to communicate that sometimes. So it's like, I'm glad that you brought it up that, you know, the, the ways that we have and share space within ourselves and know how to share with others is important too. Um, because we, we don't know, you know what I mean? A lot of us don't know. We don't know how to create boundaries for ourselves and learn what we need um, in terms of our personal space. And sometimes that's violated um, because we don't spend enough time. And I'm, I'm still learning that to this day after coming to realizations, you know? Um, and right. so like, I just want to, yeah, yeah. So it's like, um, we also have, I wanted to, you know what, I started this conversation and I did not introduce my producer, Gigi, the storyteller, because she is on with us as well. Okay, and I, I am today. 
Yes, she is here, and (laughs) I wanted to make it a point because I'm, I'm, you know, I'm always writing notes for the show, and I, I saw that it is 13 years that Hot Words has been online on on here and in in effect. Yes, indeed. Yes. And I wanted to personally congratulate you, Gigi, for that, and thank you again for providing the pl- platform for me to be here with Savvy Sessions and also bringing on guests and stuff like that. But I wanted to introduce you to the show. Um, again, everybody listening, we got D-Ray here, the healing coach. We're talking about Feng Shui, Savvy Sessions, where spirituality meets reality. Gigi, did you want to chime in on um, on the discussion right now? We're talking about having a sacred space for yourself. Girl, I can go on and on. You know, I am Gigi the Storyteller, and I have so many stories to tell. And I do want to say it took me a lifetime with my hard head to get the fact that that you don't bring everybody into your space, into your home, Mm -hmm. right? I always said that, you know, with all the craziness that's going outside, right, I said, in my home, we're not having it. And I would still, you know, bring people into my home because, hey, I was, like, psychologically under the spell of that cult of Christianity. So Mm -hmm. I would, you know, bring people into my home when they were without a home or whatever. But I began to learn that not to do that because now I'm bringing in their energy into my sacred space you know currently I have altars in my home and whatnot and mm-mm, I, I do not recommend that it, it's most unfortunate but when someone is coming into your temple oh no I don't, I don't think I can do that anymore I just recently went through some trauma and and you know what savvy it's not even uh, having that person come into your space it even comes to having their items in your space as well because energy is attached to their stuff, and I have learned that you can't even do that. Isn't that something? No, because listen, this happened to me recently, right? <laughs> so I felt so I'm a I'm a I'm a real I would call myself a a hoarder, but I don't think it's a hoarder if your things are really cool. But I'm always, if I find something, I'm like, I want this, right? I want to bring it home. Like Ariel from from Little Mermaid, she always finding stuff and want to keep. That's me. So I I found this bracelet, and I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna go home. I want to I want to keep this, and I'm going to bless it. I'm going to cleanse it, and I'm going to keep it for myself. And all of a sudden, I just started to feel weird weird energy off of it, <laughs> and oh. I was like, I need to get. And so, <laughs> and so, you know, practicing doing that before, it's not the first time that's happened, but I'm like, I'm very sensitive to that kind of thing. And it's like, if there's been times where I've gotten into it with people and I'll have their stuff and I'll throw it away. <laughs> Cause I'm like, I don't want mm. that energy around. Me. So I don't want to be reminded of certain things. You know what I mean? So I'll, I'll get rid of it. Cause it, it is real that you can feel the energy off of things and you know you you don't want those vibes around you sometimes so i definitely it was overwhelming because they <laughs> were a traveler so everywhere they went and things that they picked up and i'm gonna tell you they was a bit of a, a traveling hoarder and I, i'm not like that they was like digging stuff out of my garbage can because i threw some headsets away they're like what is this i said well the 
the the mush the the ear piece whatever you know that little cushy thing is not on there so I threw them away and they're like what is it like no <laughs> so they were a traveling hoarder so I could just imagine everywhere they have been in the past whenever so all that energy came into my space and I'm gonna tell you I had to do the salt I had to do I did sage I did uh what else um I don't know some of the other herbs to to bring that wonderful peace that I have into my home I had to do all of that because of all the energy that was attached to this person's things so you know, people, you, your space is very precious. D-Ray, I want you to, I want to talk to you about how mm-hmm. you kind of came into, came into this in terms of, like, learning how to, um, like, bless your own space. Yeah, so I came into feng shui a couple of years ago when I was just experiencing, well, first of all, before I say that, I want to say congrats, Gigi, 13 years. That is commitment. So congrats to you. I'm pretty sure a lot of downloads, transformation, and things of that nature has come through your conscious decision to to have this show and to constantly show up. So congrats on that. That's amazing. Um, oh, I do thank you. My, you know. Yeah. My pleasure. My pleasure. That's beautiful. Um, I think we're all striving to have that that sustainability and that longevity in the things that we feel um, spiritually called to do. So that's powerful. But uh, but yeah, no, a couple of years ago, Savvy, I started to feel very stagnant energy. I started Mm -hmm. to feel like I wasn't growing. I wasn't expanding. Uh, Just everything felt like it was staying still. And you know the saying, if you're not growing, you're dying. And so I was on YouTube scrolling, and I came across this this, this YouTube page. Um, the lady's name is Marie Diamond. I came across the ad for her, Marie Diamond, on YouTube to learn about feng shui and how it can enliven your relationships, enliven your business, enliven your health. And I actually went through with the ad, signed up for the course that she was given, and I listened to it. And everything that she was saying at that time just resonated so heavy. So a side note that I want to add into this conversation is that when you feel spiritually led to do something, right, when you Mm -hmm. are listening to something, when you are engaging with something, when you are reading something, and there is this resonance there, right, there's this internal feeling, this internal knowing that whatever is being delivered to you is something that you're supposed to use and integrate into your life. You have to discipline yourself to stay focused to, to do that work. And so that's what I did. And so I purchased all, purchased a couple of books that was recommended, and I really got to work. I really got to work. And, and when I did that, things started instantly moving and transforming in my life, in my relationship, and in my business. And so, again, I came into this by just feeling like, okay, things weren't, something was off. Something was off. My house was, you know, my house was well-maintained. It was put together, but there were just small tweaks that could be made that were going to program my subconscious mind. So like you said earlier, Savvy, we come here with these innate knowings. 
Mm-hmm. Like we come here as children with this wisdom already. But our experiences, our circumstances, you know, humanity in itself kind of strips us away from some of those things that we knew as children. And so when it comes down to feng shui, we know these things. Like we intuitively and instinctively know to start cleaning in that spring season. Like this is something that we know to do, something that we've been trained to do. When it comes to feng shui, though, we're talking about being intentional about certain elements, certain symbols, certain pictures that have a meaning, being intentional about that with the knowing and understanding that it is going to affect your subconscious mind. Mm-hmm. So that's, yes. that's what we're doing with feng shui. Yeah, so <clears throat> when I first started experimenting with subconscious work, right, and mm-hmm. So the first thing that, of course, I know you learned you learned it this way too, that it's the symbols of things, it's trauma and repetition that program the subconscious. And so yep. when I think about when I think about having a space, I just immediately it's just symbols to me. So what 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 appeals me most about a space is when I'm seeing certain symbols. You know what I mean? And so when doing subconscious work, what you're doing is finding things that can communicate with your own internal being to give yourself affirmation that can keep you focused and keep you aligned with what you say you want to do. Um, I want to say it was about four years ago, like around the time, right right before I had my son, I really started putting things up on my walls because I didn't have anything on my walls. And I remember hearing Brother Panic say one time in one of his lectures, he was talking to someone and he was saying that, um, what what do you do if you were in a room with nothing? And it was like, you start imagining things. And that point made a lot of sense because I remember being at a point where I felt like I couldn't do anything. You know what I mean? Like, I felt I was really down. I was feeling really depressive. You know what I mean? I was feeling really anxious, like, coming into motherhood and stuff like that. And I'm like, well, what can I do? And I'm like, I need to start putting things around that help me that helped program my mind to let me know that I'm okay. You know what I mean? So I started creating creating my own posters. And um, because, you know, when you come from certain spaces or whatever, like when you grow up in certain spaces and you have certain resources and those resources are taken from you, you feel like you don't have anything. And I felt like that at a point where I'm like, I can't do certain things because I'm in this space. You know what I mean? I don't have my own this. I don't have my own that. But what I can do is create things intentionally, you know what I mean, to help reaffirm my own power. So um, Mm -hmm. I wanted to do that for myself. And I just know, I know D-Ray understands that a lot when it comes to your own personal healing. You know what I'm saying? When you're trying to um, get yourself out of a rut and how powerful it is to create your own symbols and create your own affirmations and create your own, you know, using your own will for something. And um, I just wanted you to yeah, yeah, yeah. I just wanted you to touch on that a little bit because I know you do that very, very well. Like I'm always looking, whenever I see you make videos, I always look at your background because I'm like, I know she has that up there for a reason. <laughs> like I know, she's yeah. I know she has these deities up. I know she's wearing that color for a reason. I know that's there for a reason. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? And I, I admire that so much because it really helps um, when you do that for yourself. Um, because the easier it is when you have something in your environment that you understand personally, the easier it is mm-hmm. to be consistent, you know what I mean, in, in doing that. Absolutely. And so 
something that is so important is intent. When you become intentional about what it is that you're wearing, what it is that you're seeing on a daily basis, this is you operating your magical powers. It is you saying, okay, I'm going to be intentional about having this in my space because this is going to program me. This is going to align me. This is going to support me in whatever it is that I am aiming to do, to become, to achieve, to manifest. And so when you become intentional about what it is that you're doing, that is the start of real transformation. When it comes to 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 feng shui, we're talking about you being intentional about what is in your space and you making the decision that what you have in your space is going to support your growth and your evolution. Whether it is homemade, whether it is store-bought, whether it is something borrowed or whatever, you are just being intentional about what it is that you're going to do. And so absolutely, like, whenever I make videos and stuff like that, I position myself, it, it gets so freaking deep, family. Like, let me tell, let me tell y'all this, this simple gym and feng shui. So let's say you have a business, right, and you operate uh, out of a home office. Well, you want to make sure that you are facing the door in your home office where you're operating business. This is feng shui because if you're facing the door, then symbolically you are saying, I am open for business. I receive business. I can see opportunities coming through the door. But if your back is facing the door, which this is one of the feng shui things that I implemented a couple of years ago. If your back is facing the door, then you cannot see the opportunities that are coming in. This is a feng shui tactic so now when I'm doing business or whenever I'm doing any type of work I am intentional about the direction that I'm facing I'm intentional about what the people will see in the videos same thing if you go to a restaurant here's a tip when you go to a restaurant always be able to view the front door because you want to see everything that is coming in whether it is something that is an opportunity whether it is somebody who looks like and appears like they align with you or whether there's somebody that could be coming in to cause danger. If your back is facing the door, you cannot see what is coming at you. Right? And so you would mm-hmm. we we know these things but we were we forget them based off of, you know, just going through life and just not having that time to just stop, sit and think about what it is that we want and what it is that we want to experience. And so, like I said, you are the feng shui. You as a being are the feng shui. Feng shui is based off of elements, right? Water, fire, air, earth. But in feng shui, they add in wood. They add in metal. They add in those other elements as well. But all of those are things that we have within us. So you within you... At that time, whenever you decided to make your posters, you were like, okay, there's something that needs to be birthed from me. There's something that need, that I need to tap in deeper within myself. And so as within, so without, as above, so below, law of correspondence, you decided, okay, I'm going to get creative and I'm going to post something on my wall because there's this communication between that. There's a giving and a receiving between what you are seeing in your space and what's going on inside of you, right? 
So that was a powerful thing that you did. So like what I wear on camera, I'm 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 like, okay, I'm wearing this yellow shirt because yellow is that light energy, it's that confidence, it's will, it's it's health, it's well being, it's digestion, it's confidence, it's discipline. So when I wear that yellow on my videos, I'm tapping into that energy. Mm-hmm. So um so yeah, it's it's there are so many resources. We are so fortunate to be spiritual aware beings right now because there are so many resources available to us to support our growth and our transformation. And feng shui is one of those things. Yes. And we breaking it down, breaking it down. Yes, you are tuned in to Savvy Sessions, where spirituality meets reality here on Blog Talk Radio. We're talking about feng shui, your space and your spirit. I have D-Ray, the healing coach here, Gigi, the storyteller. The discussion's getting good. If y'all want to join the chat, anyone listening, you want to leave a comment, tell a story, share an experience, the phone number is 563-999-3742. And we're going to come back. Stay tuned.
And we're back. You're listening to Savvy and, Sessions, and we are talking about some. <laughs> this is Gigi. Punch, Savvy, I have to tell you all, when I saw <laughs> the title of your show, I thought huh. it was the guest name. I was, I was like, what oh, is this? <laughs> Lisa Michelle was laughing at me. Her mother was laughing at me. And I said, look, I'm just a young woman from Compton. Get out of my face. <laughs> yeah, but I am I glad that I practice, practice it. I don't know what it's called, but I practice it. Exactly, exactly. That's what she was. That's exactly what Dre was saying. It's like we know these things. We might not know what it's called. We might not know where it comes from, but instinctually we know, you know, what these things are. But yes, welcome back, everybody. Um, this is Savvy Sessions or Spirituality Meets Reality, and we're talking about Feng Shui and your space and your spirit with D Ray, the Healing Coach, and we've been discussing being intentional about your personal space, you being a temple within yourself, you being a home within yourself as a spiritual being, and then also cultivating a physical space for yourself, whether you have a house, apartment, bedroom, I don't know where you might stay at, but, you know, making intentional arrangements of your things and being intentional about the things, even that you wear, you know what I'm saying? There's information everywhere about things like this, do not hesitate to research, do not hesitate to experiment and practice because that's how we learn how to um, cultivate new beliefs and understandings for ourselves because we maybe have been have taught things um, growing up and they do not apply anymore. So, you know, we always have to experiment and not be afraid to gain new knowledge about things and how to live our life, even if there comes a time when it doesn't work anymore. And that's something that you know, I've had to accept, too, being on a transformational journey, being on a spiritual journey, like not all things that you learn are going to apply forever. And, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> yeah, like, like then that's difficult, you know, especially with the ego when we get new information. We think this is it. This is all we need to know. And then all of a sudden it's like, no, it's time to grow. It's time to learn something different. So that's what I like to encourage on right. the show. <laughs> that's and what that's I like, like to encourage on. What's that? I, what you're talking about? I said that uh, this is Gigi. That uh, it reminds me about your beliefs. What you believe, like today, you may not believe it ten years ago, and it's amazing how um, you know you just continue to keep evolving around. You know, so I tell people don't get locked in it because I'm a creative person. If you saw where I stay at, you'd be like, what is going on in Gigi's head? <laughs> I have oh, you like, mean like how lights you get for high everywhere. Yes, I have mm-hmm. like in the in the room where I reside, you know, I have mm-hmm. lights everywhere all on the wall. Like um, people call them Christmas lights, but no, there are lights all over the wall, and it's amazing. And then I have my desk, my work desk, and I wanted to ask the guests where I'm facing. The door is like sideways, and I can I can see the door. So do I need to turn my desk around and face the door, or being sideways and still being able to look at the door? So am you I just want to place space? Yeah. So you just want to be able to see the door. You just don't want your back turned to the door. So everybody's space is going to be different. So that's why it's also important for everybody to understand. 
like Savvy said, you have to work with what you have. And so since, you know, since however you have it set up, as long as you can see the door and it is easily within your line of sight and it's not like you have to completely turn around. Like right now, my door and my desk are side by side, basically. Um, So I can easily see my door and easily see my computer. It's not directly facing my door. It's, you know, I guess the word would be parallel to my door. Mm-hmm. Okay. So the main idea is just not having your back, you know, not facing your door. Because in all reality, you can't see what is coming at you. And so these things translate over into your spirituality. It translates over into into your life, really. And so that's what feng shui is about. But, yeah, so you should be fine. I want to, since you asked that question, I want to give some other key tips for the family really quick, if that's okay with you, Savvy. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, so some key things. Some key things that you want to make adjustments to immediately if you can. One thing that is super-duper important in feng shui is your bed right? The bedroom in itself is your place of rest. It is your place of manifestation. It is your place of rejuvenation. It is your space to really go inside of yourself. So something that is so important when it comes to your bed is making sure that your headboard is not up against a window. A lot of times people don't get the rest that they need, right? They wake up and they're always tired. And they're like, I'm going to bed early. I am, you know, I have a comfortable bed. My bed is soft. And, you know, I feel like I'm getting 12 hours of sleep, but I'm still waking up tired. Well, in feng shui, what's happening, if your bed is up against a window, your energy is being pulled out of that window. So think about it. A window, you can still feel that cool draft. Like if you have a window and you don't have any any curtains on it, you can feel the coolness from outside on that window. And that is just showing you that energy is moving through that window. So if you have a bed that is up against the window, you want to do what you can to, to turn your bed, whether your bed has to be catacornered, do something to where your head, your crown chakra is not going outside the window because your energy is being pulled. Even when you're asleep, there's a lot of action and activity that is taking place outside of your window, whether it is cars going by, whether it is people being outside. You want your head to be up against a solid wall so that your energy is not being pulled. Um, another thing that is very important when it comes to your bed is you don't want your feet, you don't want your feet directly in front of a door, okay? In feng shui, when your feet in your bed is directly in front of a door, they call that you leaving out on a, um, like on a gurney, right? Like if, if the- Oh my God. <laughs> don't do that, yeah. me, right? Savvy <laughs> gotta go and change that bed around. <laughs> you gotta flip well, that bed over. She know. She knows. She gotta she knows, flip she that knows. bed over. 
<laughs> and listen, Savvy, I'm telling you because I had to do this, right? Because in my bed, in our bedroom, but this was before I got into feng shui. I had my the part my side of the bed was directly in front of the closet door. And I was just like, why am I not sleeping good? Why is my energy feeling drained and so on and so forth? Right when I got into feng shui, it was like when you're in front of that door, like think about it. Whenever somebody is being taken out by an ambulance, they're going out of the door feet first, you know, when you're laying down, when you're laying down. So that's something in feng shui that you want to that you want to address, like even if it's just scooting the bed over a little bit. And so that's what we had to do. Like our bed is not exactly centered. Our bed is not centered in the middle of our wall. It's 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 off centered because my side of the bed, my feet were in front of the closet door. So I had to go ahead and move that to the side. Um, so yeah, this, these are simple things that you want to start integrating, especially if you feel like you are not, you know, you don't have all of the energy that you are used to having. You don't have that vitality that you used mm-hmm. to have maybe like in your youthfulness, maybe your energy is being pulled by these different portals. This is probably what it is, right? Because a window is like a gateway because it goes straight outside into another space. A door, it enters into another space. And so when your head or when your feet, which are very powerful spiritual spaces for us, because we already know our energy goes through our crown, through all of the chakras, and through our foot chakras or through our feet chakras. So that energy is constantly circulating. So when you have it in front of a door, when you have it in front of a window, that energy is constantly being pulled and you're not able to hold on to all of your life force. So major, major key in feng shui. Um, something else I want to add about bedrooms and relationships. So let's say you have a partner. You have a mm-hmm. husband or a wife. You have a husband or a wife or somebody that you're with. You want to make sure that you have Two of everything in your bedroom. So, um, for a for a long time, I did not have a nightstand on the side of my bed, but Dream did, and I didn't have the nightstand on the side of my bed because I had the baby's uh, bassinet on the side of my bed. In feng shui, when you have only one person having something specific on the side of their bed, this is a lack of balance within the relationship. Interesting. So that person. Yeah, so that person that does have, let's say, the nightstand or that does have the lamp, they are in the place of power within the relationship. So this is why whenever you go to hotels and stuff, you're going to see two lamps on either side of the bed. You know what I mean? Or it's going to be one lamp that's in the middle of, you know, let's say if you go to a hotel room and it, you are in a, a, a double queen room, right? Either there's going to be two lamps on both sides of the bed or there's going to be one lamp and one nightstand in the middle of those beds, you know, to represent this is a shared space. What is mine is yours. What's yours is mine. So when you're in a relationship and you are in a bedroom, you want to make sure that you have two of everything so that some, so, so that someone is not lacking. Hmm. This explains why some bathrooms have two sinks. 
Like, I right. always wondered. But I'll be like, why y'all got two? Okay, like, I get it. Like, I kind of want my own thing. Get my own thing. Like, you know what I mean? Like, why not? Right. Like, right. <laughs> why not? Why not? Why not? You know, now you're going to make me, every time I go to a hotel room with my with my partner, with my man, I'm going to be like, look, I need to be two of everything. Just two of everything. <laughs> Which also brings up... Go ahead, Savvy. No, no, go ahead. Go ahead. You got it. So a direction. So I'm looking I'm in I'm in my room right now and I'm looking at the southwest wall in my room. So I wanna help y'all to understand how to implement this so easy. On our phones we have a compass. Like we don't gotta get super technical. Like if you decide you wanna become a feng shui master then get you a legitimate compass and all of that good stuff like that. But we live in the age of technology, and on our phones, they're here for us to use it. But on our phones, we have a compass. And all you have to do is go to that compass and hold your phone at your center, like at the solar plexus area, and this is how you will determine the directions in your space or in your room. And so... The southwest wall, while we're on the topic of relationships, the southwest wall or the southwest room in a house or in any specific space symbolizes love, relationship, family, okay? So, for example, on my wall, on my dresser, my dresser is on the southwest wall of our room. And on that dresser, I have a a statue of a masculine and a feminine energy, right, a man and a woman on the statue. And I also have a a, a phoenix and a dragon, a phoenix and Mm -hmm. a dragon, because that phoenix and that dragon, that, again, symbolizes masculine and feminine energy. I have a picture of me and the kids. I have a picture of me and dreams. I have the words love. Those are some things that I have on that wall because that wall symbolizes love, relationships, family. Here's a key point about the Southwest wall in your home. A lot of times people are unconscious and you would have, let's say, just one, a a picture of a bird by itself on that wall. Mm -hmm. Subconsciously, you're saying, I want to remain single. Whoa, what? So, so let me let me be clear. So on the southwest wall, you want to have pairs. You want to have symbols that symbolize a couple. Now, if you want to be in a polygamous relationship or something like that, then you can have more than a couple if that's what you want to do. But if you are seeking to have a committed relationship, you know, a one-on-one relationship, then you want to make sure that you have a pair, even if it's two candles, right? Or even if it's two statues, a masculine and a feminine figure statue, even if it is, you know, two hearts, whatever it is that you decide to put over there, you want to make sure that you have two of them. Because, again, that's programming the subconscious mind for a pair. When you start bringing in three, then subconsciously, excuse me, that's the baby. When you start bringing in three, subconsciously you're saying okay we're a couple and then we got this one other being here okay so that's what feng shui is about feng shui is about just recognizing the energy signatures of each of these directions 
and then adding certain symbols that are in alignment with it. Does that make yeah. sense? That makes absolute sense. I mean, I'm going to experiment because, like I said, this is we talked about it a few days ago. I was like, I didn't know much about the directions. I've more so just been, you know, using a lot of the elements and uh, what you might call it. Uh, like zodiac type stuff, you know what I mean? So I'm gonna experiment with some of these directions and, and do some research and stuff and see what happens. Yes. But listen, y'all, y'all listening to Savvy Sessions where spirituality meets reality on hot words, hot topics, talking about Vung Shui. If anyone's listening, you wanna call in five six three nine 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 three seven four two. D Ray the Healing Coach is here. Gigi the storyteller is here. We're gonna keep it moving. Y'all stay tuned.
Yes, we are back. Savvy Sessions where spirituality meets reality. I'm your host, Savvy Raw. We're talking about Vang Shui. My playlist be fire, dude. Like I just I just wanna say my, play, my playlist be fire. <laughs> but speaking of fire, we've been talking about, you know, being intentional about putting things in your space. I have D Ray the healing coach here and Gigi the storyteller. Um, we've been talking about being intentional about how we, you know, of course, treat our own selves, our bodies, our sacred space, and then externally our living spaces, bedroom. We talked about specifically before we broke. But um, you know what? You know one one room that kind of is like other than the bedroom is my favorite place is bathrooms. <laughs> Bath, yeah. like every time I, oh, every yeah. time like. My man, like, listen, my man will tell you I'm always freaking out about bathrooms. Like, if the bathroom is like, listen, <laughs> bathrooms matter, okay? And I, I intentionally, like, like no matter where I'm at, like, I try to be intentional about bathrooms. And so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be a little candid about my subconscious and how it works because, you know, I don't think I've done a show about dreams, and I think my, my, one of my next one might be um, – dreams and like nightmares and things like that, but it's a bathroom thing for me. And I learned through dream symbolism and just kind of working with myself, how that relates to your emotions. Right. And so every time, like I have like this reoccurring dream of like bathrooms, I'm like, I know I'm going through some type of emotional process and it rains true every single time. And that has a lot to do with water being symbolic of emotions. And so I think a lot of my, like, interest in this has to do with me being just a very emotional person, very emotional, Scorpio moon. We're going to throw astrology in there right now. Um, <laughs> I'm very emotional. And so, like, certain spaces definitely have an effect on me. And, like, like I said, aside from the bedroom, aside from the bedroom, there's the bathroom and using the elements of water. So what I want to talk about right now is you is – having a connection with certain elements and how to utilize the elements in your space and namely the basic elements, okay, like fire, water, earth, and air specifically because how I learned it, and uh, Dere, you could chime in on your on, on how you work with these things and Gigi as well, but how I've generally looked at it and everyone's free to do their own research, when you're dealing with like an earth element, you're dealing with more so your body and your possessions, and so air elements would be the communication, you know what I'm saying? And then the fire would be the manifest, manifestation, how you manifest. And then water, of course, 
emotional regulation. And so how I've done it for myself in terms of using these things is so when I'm trying to cultivate earth element in my space, I'll, I'll put a lot of intention into objects or myself, right? Or if I'm needing to be more um, open and flexible in my communication, I'll burn incense more often because of the smoke. You know what I mean? And I'll, I'll make sure my windows are open. I make sure the space is open. Just like when you may learn, may have learned how to stage, you want to have your windows open. <laughs> okay? You want to make sure that oh, energy yes. is out. You know what I'm saying? Keep a door open, window open. You don't want something. to run around that. the room, as they say. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. And running around, running to, around. You right, know, we have a caller to, online. Can we get we into do. their question before you dive deep? I, I will because I'm glad somebody called in. Who, who okay, we have here on we the go. Line? They, they was listening and they have a question. Welcome to Savvy Sessions. Hi, Savvy. What is your question? What's your name, love, and where are you calling from? First, before you start, what's your name? It's Liz, it's Liz um, a.k.a. Mm-hmm. LGD Poet. How are you oh, guys doing? Liz? Liz, listen, y'all, Liz, <laughs> Liz is on with us on you first Tuesdays. She's on Hot Words Hot Topics first Tuesdays, right, Liz? Yes, yes. Um, yes this is I'm listening. I'm intentionally listening and intently listening to to your session. And mm-hmm. I think um, one of the things that I always get baffled with or perplexed about is the um, the overlapping of energy and psychological matters. So my question to D-Ray is how much of, of the feng shui do you believe um, is truly energetic and some of the things might be psychologically based? Good question. Uh-huh. Um, I truly believe that nothing stands alone, right? Like mm-hmm. everything that we do and experience in this life is all interconnected and is all related. So I can't say, oh, it's 50% feng shui, 50% psychological. But what I do know is that the law of correspondence is always at play, as within, so without, as above, so below. This is a universal law. And so Mm -hmm. if you can become intentional about transforming your and then be intentional and be uh, and, and have faith, really, that in you taking that action, it is going to cause an internal shift, then that is, you know, that's what shall happen because we're talking about another law, which is the law of mentalism. The mind is all the universe is mental. So if you say, okay, my thoughts have been everywhere, I don't know what's going on, and then you look around your space and you're like, okay, this drawer it's cluttered. Like this dresser has a whole bunch of unnecessary stuff. My closet is filled with all of this unnecessary stuff. If you become intentional and you say, you know what, I'm seeing that there are things around me that also represent clutteredness, that also represent stagnation, that also represent confusion, and you say, okay, I'm going to be deliberate about transforming that, okay, then I mm-hmm. truly believe that you will see a difference within your mental space. And then it is up to you to then maintain that order, okay? So percentage-wise or how much exactly goes into 
you know, the mental aspect and the feng shui aspect. But what I can tell you with 100% certainty is that it's all interrelated and it's all bouncing off of each other. We live in a multi-dimensional universe where not one thing stands alone, right? Everything is connected. As spiritual beings, we just have to do the work to find what that connection, find what that alignment, find what that synchronicity is. And That's and although I, I do, I, it does answer the question, I um, I guess in my own personal journey as I'm, I would say, transcending into different aspects of my life, I realize or I recognize personally that um, a lot of the energy comes from internally, but a lot of the internal comes from childhood traumas and that mm-hmm. psychologically has to be addressed or preferably to be addressed. But not, not that I'm negating the fact that energy plays a role, but just like you said, I guess it's interconnected. I, I, it's, it's, I think it's an ever-ending question that I will carry in my mind as I continue to evolve and grow and just question Definitely. everything that I see and feel. <laughs> yeah, def- I mean, that's the name. That's the name of the game in, in growth and, evol- and evolution is always asking questions. When you stop asking questions, you stop growing. So that's understandable. And here's the thing that, that goes into what you're saying. Absolutely, 100%. Like I focus, my work focuses on spiritual healing, right? It focuses mm-hmm. on transmuting that trauma, transforming that trauma, raising uh, the energy up, raising the conscious level up when it comes down to your experiences. So absolutely, your thought processes are created by your past experiences. That's what shapes your beliefs, and that's what shapes how you perceive the world. But even our perceptions can also be changed and tweaked from the way that we dress right? The type of couch, the type of bed, the type of things that we find ourselves attracted to are somehow because I grew up living in an apartment, right? Or I want this type of car because I never had something like that. So everything is still always just reflecting one another. Even in that Mm -hmm. example that I just gave, a lot of women, for example, like to dress in black and darker colors and you know, like to wear baggier clothes, clothes that aren't fitted. And they dress like that. And like I said earlier, you are the feng shui. So many women dress like that as a form of protection, right? So they well, may, I ask you, cause may I ask you something? Sorry to interrupt you, but when I heard you state right now, many women like to dress in black. I'm one of those women who very much enjoys black. And I think mm-hmm. what is your definition behind the um, the black? attire as it pertains to feng shui and and energy so what what i'm saying was earlier that we are the feng shui Mm -hmm. you feng shui is not just about your home it's about how you carry yourself it's about the clothes that you wear it's about how your car looks is your car dirty is your car chaotic does your car have dents so when i'm talking about many women wear the color black it's all about your consciousness. It's all about having that self-awareness. A lot of women wear the color black, not because they just simply love the color black, but unconsciously and subconsciously, they feel like, okay, if I wear black, I will be unseen. 
if I wear black, I'm safer. If I wear black, you know, maybe, especially, I'm talking to you from women that I've actually worked with, right? Like, I have a former Mm -hmm. of mine who would always wear baggy clothes. She didn't want her body, her figure, to be something that people could see, to be something that people could admire. And she did that because she has some unresolved trauma when it comes to her relationship with men. And so instead of dealing with the trauma, she would clothe herself in a way that she thought would not draw her attention. It's still feng shui in it. It's still what you're putting on yourself, how you are carrying yourself. And so if you love wearing the color black, that's fine. But having that internal knowing of your why. Same thing, mm-hmm. like I said, when it comes to feng shui, we're just talking about being intentional, being conscious, being deliberate about what it is that we are doing, what it is we're putting on our bodies, what we're putting in our bodies, and what we're having in our space. Interesting. Appreciate you answering the question. My pleasure. Thank you. Thank you. Yes, yes. Great. Everybody tuning right this now. This is Gigi. I have a question. I have a question. I have a question. And I mm-hmm. hope she can give me some insight when, uh, for one, you did settle an issue that I was having because my bed was, my head was facing the window, and I never mm-hmm. slept well. I had insomnia. It was Crazy, crazy, crazy. So I moved to a new location, and I don't want furniture. Everything is on the floor. My my bed is on the floor. I don't have a soap and love seat. Not a, I have a bunch of pillows. So when people come over, we're all sitting on the floor. So I don't know if that's a part mm-hmm. of it or not, if you can answer that. Well, I don't think... I can't really say for sure what that's a part, if that's a part of anything, but what we do know is that sitting on the floor really allows us to really um, connect with each other on a deeper level. Like when we look at all like the yogis and all the the mm-hmm. uh, Tibetan temples and things like that, they're sitting on the floor. So mm-hmm. with that your situation, whether it is something you intentionally did or not, you can decide to be intentional about it now. You can say, okay, this is us coming together spiritually. This is us being able to easily tap into these meditative states, right? Because when we look at... Oh, it's very intentional. Okay, good. So whatever intentions you've placed upon that, so shall it be. Right. So it is. So I don't know how it corresponds to your move and you not getting rest, you know, in the last place you were at and sleeping. But this is something, you know, you're not having the furniture you have in the pillows. If you make it comfortable for yourself, if you enjoy what you have, if it is intentional and it makes sense to you, then whatever magical mindset you place on that is what it will be. Ashe, okay. (laughs) And you know what I love about my setup and all of my intentions? When people do come over, honey, they're not going to stay long. They're going to stand and they're talking 
and they're they're gone within like ten minutes or so. So I'm really mm. loving the setup. Uh, not too many people could come and sit down. On, it's only one person, my cousin. That's it. You know, since I moved out here where I am in the desert, no one has come, and I love it. I have the peace, and it's great just being, um, you know, all over the place with my sushi wow. <laughs> Yeah, I want to see, see how strange, how unique your space is because I know it is. I'm coming. I'm coming. Over it there. is because I have uh, <laughs> you coming to the front room, and it's it's funny because I have uh, th- that male energy. So I I do believe I think I did that for the protection, and the mm. the male like I have uh, James Baldwin on my wall, and then I have. Um, Prince, uh, with the music part of it. And I actually have um, Shalab Black Soul, another host of Hot Words, uh, Hot Topics. He's on my wall, 8 by 10 And um, I have my drums in, in there, and so I'm playing my drums, and I have all my percussions and my music and everything. It's just creative, and I whip out my paints, so I am having a ball right here. I am in heaven right now, so... I recommend it for everyone, and and really we have to um, go back to uh, our childhood because I know my mother. She springtime, she was clean cleaning up always, and um, something that I have to work on is to be consistent with it because it'll get on my nerve, and I'll clean it, but I'll I'll do it right back again. So mm. I I still need work, y'all. Y'all help me, help Miss Gigi out. Y'all do. We all do. We're all always a constant work in progress. I want to um, talk about what you brought up, Savvy, about um, the restroom. And mm-hmm. the restroom absolutely is the water element, but what we add, a- another layer to that is the restroom is our space of release. Yes, but exactly. That's what I was getting to. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah, that's our good. space of release. Obviously, you know, when you go and use the toilet, you are releasing. When you're taking a shower, you are releasing. When you take that spiritual bath, you are releasing. Um, but but sometimes that releasing can get so heavy. Sometimes that releasing can get so heavy. It can become so strenuous to where you feel like you're losing so much of yourself in that releasing. So it's, it's important to add in fire elements mm-hmm. into your room. That's why having candles in the bathroom is always such a, a beautiful, powerful, and relaxing thing because it creates that balance. You know, fire and water, they kind of balance each other out. So in your bathroom, family, you want to make sure, you know, to not overwhelm your bathroom with water colors like blue. Because it's already the water element. It's already a lot of releasing in there, right? So in my bathroom, I have yellow, I have purple, right? Because mm-hmm. are those are fire elemental colors. Those colors mm-hmm. represent. And I would really, especially say, in your bathroom, if you can, if it's in your design aesthetic, I want to make that clear. You don't have to do nothing that you don't want to do. If it resonates, cool. If it doesn't feel cool, right? But violet, the color violet is the color of a spiritual fire, a spiritual flame. Mm -hmm. So what that violet color does is it 
transmute and transforms. The color violet represents alchemy, essentially. So when you're going in that bathroom and you're doing a lot of releasing and cleansing and purging, and you have colors like maybe a violet or a purple candle or a violet rug or a violet picture, when you have things like that, subconsciously, again, there's this energy that is transmuting the things that you are releasing because we know energy cannot be created nor destroyed. And so what you release is being refined to be something that can serve your highest good. So it's just all about balance when it comes to, to these spaces. That makes so much sense. Like here I was thinking I was cute having all types of water stuff in the bathroom. Now I need to just read that thing on out. It's crazy because I've heard yeah, that before. Like, overwhelming. I was, I was, I was, yeah, like it's like a double, like, yeah, that makes that makes sense. Like I was doing some research some years ago and I was reading about chakras and stuff and it gave some kind of vung shui, twi- uh, vung shui tips and it was saying like your bedroom, if that's a place of rest, you want to use like lavenders and purples and like silvers because, you know, if you're using like red, it's like, that's more enticing kind of energy and like action kind of mm-hmm. type of energy. And so you want to have a more calm kind of color in your bedroom. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? But like you said, you right? Like it depends on yourself um, and what it is, your intentions, of course, but there is always that symbolic um, thing because even just to, just um, to add in terms of symbology, like when you look at restaurants, you know, they're red and you typically red, to get your attention, you know what I mean? Something that sparks your attention. And when you look at certain colors, it's more calming, like the blues and stuff like that. So that's very key, and I'm glad you brought that up because that's exactly where I was going when I was bringing up the element. Go ahead, Gigi, or was that? That was me. Yeah, exactly. These restaurants definitely know and play on on this unspoken language that is always taking place right like color and symbols is always at place it's and then colors generate certain feelings right colors generate a certain they elicit a certain emotion you know from us whether we believe that or not it just is what it is which is why mcdonald's burger king and kfc all have this and even popeyes and chick-fil-a all have those red colors because they they stimulate that root shopper. They stimulate that 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 need to eat, that need to feast, that need for survival. So mm-hmm. that that is always at play. And so when we're utilizing feng shui, we are being intentional. For example, my kids' play area. They have a room where it's just meant for them to play. That room is painted green. And, mm-hmm. and it's for when they're playing, they're light, they're in their heart chakra, they're having fun. Our kitchen. I know this sounds like, girl, you got a whole bunch of colors around your house. But the, I want to come. Thing, I'm coming over too. I'm coming That over. is funny. <laughs> that is too funny because you know what? The sacred thing is, is that this house had all of these colors when we moved in. We didn't even paint them. We painted, up, we painted two rooms upstairs. Like our kids' bedroom is yellow. And we went with yellow because we have, you know, in that room is our son and our daughter. That yellow is gender neutral. It helps them to be confident, helps them to have that willpower, helps them to let their light shine. And it's sunshine. So we're like, okay, yellow. But yellow in the kitchen is also powerful because yellow is fire. Fire is also um, symbolic of digestion and metabolism and processing 
your food, which goes hand in hand with you being able to process information. So Mm -hmm. colors are so symbolic. Colors mean a lot. And so you can have a favorite color, but I want you to connect with that color on a deeper level. And I want you to also understand this. As you grow in your spirituality, your attraction to certain things will also change and evolve. Right? So, for example, for me, my favorite color is yellow, and I wear yellow all the time. But right now, for the last two months, I've been working with the color violet. Like, literally meditating on violet, taking baths with with purple candles and taking lavender baths. And so as you are growing and expanding on your spiritual journey, as you are in different spaces and places, what you need is going to shift. What you need is going to change. And so you adjust. It's the same thing with a vision board. You don't keep the same vision board for years and years and years and years to come because you may accomplish one thing and it needs to be changed. Or you may determine, okay, that was a goal of mine, but it doesn't really align with my highest good. It doesn't really align with my higher purpose. So I need to take that thing off. So as you grow and as you expand, be open and be flexible to the different changes. I have pictures on my wall right now. I keep looking at them, and I'm like, in my living room, and I'm like, those pictures have to come down. I just know it. I just know that it has to come down. I know the dining room table has to go, and they will be gone in divine time. I'm already setting the intention that they have to go. So Right. Yes. All right. Ooh, I'm looking all around. This is Gigi looking all around saying, okay, I think I'm pretty good. I have my turquoise. I'm Pisces. I have my ocean scenes in the in the bathroom. And it's interesting what you talk about uh, too much of the water because I have a friend who's a psychic, and he was telling me, Gigi, you're always by the water. Every time I get away from Long Beach, I, I get into panic. And when I leave out of California and go to another state and I have there's no beaches, I cannot function. But at this later date mm-hmm. in my life, I'm functioning in the mountains and I'm loving it. It's a, it's I don't know. I'm, I'm just taking yeah. it one day at a time. Uh, yeah, being away from that water. Yeah, and that's ten, ten minutes evolving. left. So, I'm sorry, what yeah, was that? That's, that's because you're evolving and you're growing and you're expanding. What you needed, you know, years ago, you probably don't need right now. Mm. You know, and we have to be open Most to definitely. that. We can't fight that. You know, we can't fight or resist that change that we're being called towards. You know. We expand right. and grow. And evolution, evolution is necessary, and change is the only constant. And so yeah, one thing that's, that's definitely true. Like I'm glad you, the colors. When you brought up the colors and things like that, like you were saying, like your favorite color is yellow. I'm constantly saying that my, I don't have a favorite color, but there are colors that I will avoid. And I'm wondering, like, we've been talking about this. Is there a reason why, like, pink? Like, I do not wear a lot of pink. I don't know why. Like, I don't know why, but it's like I never really have. Like, even when I look back on, like, childhood pictures, like, I'm like, I wasn't a pink girl. 
You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. I'm thinking like maybe I want to experiment with some pink and see, you know, what happens with this or why there's even aversions in the first place because like as you're yeah. talking about as you're talking about growing and uh, and evolving and things not working anymore, like there's that on the other side of that, there's incorporating things that you may have had aversions to that could be useful. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But it's like, you know, uh, go ahead. Definitely. I love it. And the, you know, pink is the higher heart chakra. Ah. You know, yeah. You know, pink, everybody knows green is the heart chakra, but pink, is the higher heart because there's two layers, two layers to the heart chakra, okay? And so I want you to research that because if you look, if you look at different uh, heart chakra images and things like that, it's the color pink. That's why we got the rose quartz. Rose quartz is a pink chakra. I mean, it's a pink crystal symbolizing the higher heart symbolizing that unconditional, that unconditional universal God love. So look into that. Look into that color pink and it and its meaning. And it's funny that we are talking about colors because something that I was doing years ago, I would say I was working on the root chakra, right? And I needed to add more energy to my root chakra. I would get different variations of red and I would color certain like root chakra images or certain mandalas and things like that that were of that color so that I can add more energy into my own personal root chakra. And then I would do that with, with different things. I would go from chakra to chakra. If I felt like a chakra was overstimulated, say like the sacral chakra, right? Say I was being too emotional. My emotions were too out of balance. Then I would add in, you know, the color blue, I would add in some some of that blue color to whatever I was coloring or whatever I was doing or whatever I was wearing because that blue balances out the sacral chakra. It takes away some of that power that has been, you know, overrunning that chakra. So colors are definitely very important. Mm-hmm. I want to encourage like anyone listening right now. Y'all are listening to Savvy Sessions or Spirituality Meets Reality here on Hot Words, Hot Topics on Vlog Talk Radio. And we're talking about feng shui. And so anyone that's listening out there, I want I want to encourage y'all to experiment with this color thing, right? I want some I want y'all to pick a color and research its meaning and wear it. And all day long I want you to just pay attention to what kind of comes to you based in, based on that color. Any other symbols you may see out when you're out and about, when you're out at work, people you may talk to, certain, you know, objects and things that you see that, that are this color. And, you know, at the end of the day, just go through that list and affirm to yourself the, the, the meaning of that green. You know, you, you could either say green is abundance. If, if, if it's green or blue, you could say calm and tranquility. Whatever color, I just want to want want people to experiment with this and and let me know. Leave a comment here, you know, or contact me through email. I will leave my information. You know, it's it's more so just getting people used to trying new things to connect with their inner self, and that's what I'm into, and that's what I want to encourage. Um, 
there was another element I wanted to talk about because when we talk about element, um, we talk about the the earth, the air, the fire, and the water. I wanted to talk about spirit real quick, um, and I wanted to ask D Ray, like, just in your best in your best way, describing what is the most effective way to connect with your spirit when you are feeling like you're disconnected. Mm. So spirit is everything. And I think a lot of times we feel disconnected because we don't see spirit showing up in the ways that our conscious ego mind thinks that it should be showing up and showing out for us. So for me, the best way to connect with spirit is to really become internal and get get clear about what it is you're seeking, what it is you're searching for, what it is you're asking for. Because a lot of times we're receiving the things that we want, but that conscious mind has a different idea of how things should be showing up, you know, mm-hmm. and how and how things really are represented in our physical reality. And a lot of times your higher self, your spirit, that divine sacred part of you, it knows exactly what you what you want, but it cannot reveal the how to you because if you know the how, sure enough, your ego, your conscious Good. mind, your problem solver mind is going to do something that is going to block the manifestation of that thing. Mm. So, so a lot so of times, yeah. So that's what it is. So. We really have to start tapping into a deeper level of trust, and we have to pivot. I think that's such a big thing when it comes down to people on this spiritual path. We get kind of set on one way of doing things. We get kind of set on what we think is what we're supposed to be doing and how we're supposed to be doing it. And spirit is saying, if you could just shift, if you could just pivot, I'm going to give you an easier way to still get to that goal that you are desiring. And so we have to be able to observe and say, okay, Spirit, what do I do now? For example, right, I started I started uh, my membership, the, the Sacred Sister Circle, and it is a monthly membership where women come together, we talk spirituality, and we really focus on renewing the spirit, reinvigorating our relationships, and rediscovering our purpose. That's the essence of, of this membership that I started. And I just knew that I was going to start this membership in January on the new year, right, on the, 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 the societal new year. I just knew that I was going to start it then. But so much stuff happened leading up to the new year. I had an emergency C-section with our daughter. Um, COVID came through my house. I ended up getting pneumonia. It was just a lot of stuff that was blocking me from being able to put forth the energy and the effort to to manifest the sacred sister circle at the time that I had said it. Now, here's another feng shui tip, right? I have on my wall three large posters that detailed everything that I was creating with the sacred sister circle. I got the times, the dates, what we're going to be talking about. I got it all laid out on my wall. And I'm still looking at it. I actually need to change this. It says January 2022, membership begins. So if there's something that you want to manifest, family, write it down, put it on your wall, big and bold, put it somewhere where you're always going to see it. Mine is in my bedroom. So before I go to bed, I'm seeing it. When I wake up, I'm seeing it. When I'm 
intimate with my partner, I'm seeing it. You know what I mean? So, so that's the technique for y'all to use. But anyway, that I is had beautiful. It. That's beautiful, D. Ray. Like I'm, I'm, oh, I love it. And I, I know we're gonna continue with this conversation. What I want you to do for everybody before we get out of here, Rosal, I want you to drop mm-hmm. your handles, your, your information, and let people know where they can find you and how they could be a part of this manifestation that you created. Let the people know. Right, right, right. So you guys can find me on Instagram at D-Ray, D-R-A underscore the healing coach. Let me be clear. There are people out there who try to imitate and impersonate. My handle is D-Ray underscore the healing coach. The, 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 the word healing is spelled correctly. There is no extra H. It is just D-Ray, D-R-A underscore the healing coach. I only have one page on Instagram and on that specific page it says this is my only page uh, I also can be found on YouTube D-Ray Wise underscore the healing coach that is D-R-A W-I-S-E underscore the healing coach and on all of those in Instagram and YouTube those are the two main platforms where I connect with people you can find me there and I just love doing this spiritual work, talking spirituality. And I'm so grateful to be here with you, Savvy, and on your platform, Thank Gigi. You. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, D-Ray. I feel like we all got fed some good soul and spirit food today. This was Savvy Session where spirituality meets reality. You catch me every second Tuesday of the month. Next up, we got the Black Hour with Black Karma on the third Tuesdays. All right. We got Gigi, the storyteller here, doing her thing as always want to thank all the listeners that tuned in today. All right, we got a lot of different shows coming up here on the network of Hot Words. 13 years we've been out here. Gigi's been out here. I'm just glad to be a part of it for the opportunity to bring guests like D-Ray on to share with everyone out there ways to expand their mind and their consciousness. All right. Last shout out for myself. My birthday is on the 24th or the 21st. My bad. Team Taurus. Okay. We coming into the season real strong. All right. Y'all be good out here. Peace. That's why I love the moon Every night it's there for you It's constant Unlike this human being